even on. Is reason or logic overrated? That question might terrify a progressive. <laughs> but I'm here to say that yes, I think it is. And it comes from a book. You guessed it right. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this book is called Descartes' Air. And it's by this um, author, Antonio Damasio. Actually, he's a Portuguese American neuroscientist. And he wrote this book that was first published in 1994, and it was republished again in 2006. From his experience with certain patients, Damasio examines the role of emotions in decision-making, which the title gives you a clue about that Descartes' error. Um, mainly, Descartes is René Descartes. He was a French philosopher, mathematician, and scientist. He is probably most famous for his saying quote, I think, therefore I am, close quote. Damasio explains that he believes Descartes' error lies in the belief that there is a deep chasm between the body and the mind. This is according to Descartes. The mind that reasons has moral judgment that exists separately from the operation of the biological organism that is our, our body. So Damasio's goal was to bring attention to Descartes in particular because of the fact that Descartes' views have been influential on the scientific method as people start with the assumption that the body and the mind are separated and that it is regarded as self-evident and in no need of re-examination. Damasio did not choose to study this topic but felt compelled to after coming across certain patients with certain problems in the brain. So one patient in particular is the main subject of the book. His name is Elliot. Elliot had a tumor in his brain that needed to be removed or he would die. So before the surgery, Elliot was in his late 20s, married with children, uh, had a great managerial job with lots of promise. Elliot's surgery successfully removed the tumor, but the natural damage came to the right frontal lobe. So this, meaning this wasn't uh, error on the doctor's part, but this is just kind of what they had found had happened. So after surgery, his behavior and decision-making habits changed. As a result, he lost his marriage, he lost his job, went into debt because of the financial errors, and even lost the opportunity to receive welfare checks. Because on the outside, he was this strong, smart, able-bodied individual who is not working. So Damasio came into the picture at this point. They met for lunch at one time so that Damasio could observe him. He was fascinated to find that Elliot could not make simple decisions. For example, Elliot had great reasoning skills and that he could explain the pros and cons for each of the menu items. However, he stayed on that topic of what to eat for like over 30 minutes. Damasio also noticed that making decisions on any level was a difficult and time-consuming task, even when it came to choosing a red pen or a blue pen to use. 
His IQ was in the superior range. The standardized psychological and neuropsychological tests revealed superior intellect. He performed normally on perceptual ability, past memory, short-term memory, new learning, language, and the ability to do arithmetic. So the fascinating part is that Damasio says, quotes, after all these tests, Elliot emerged as a man with a normal intellect who was unable to decide properly, especially when the decision involved personal or social matters. So the results here strongly suggested that they should not attribute Elliot's decision-making defect to a lack of social knowledge or to deficient access to such knowledge or to an elementary impairment of reasoning or even less, he says, to an elementary defect in attention or working memory concerning the processing of factual knowledge needed to make decisions in personal and social domains. The defect appeared to be set in the late stages of reasoning, close to or at the point of which choice making or response selection must occur. So, in other words, whatever went wrong, went wrong late in the process. Elliot was unable to choose effectively, or he might not choose at all or choose badly. What's, what's interesting about that is that's where Damasio is explaining that there is different processes in the decision-making things that um, where the brain goes through these different stages and how one part of it the action part of it comes late into it so the reasoning the uh, methodical thought process um, occurs in the very early and middle stages whereas the action part or propel someone to make a decision occurs much later. So he goes on to say, I was certain that in Elliot, the defect was it accompanied by a reduction in emotional reactivity and feeling. So he saw here that emotions kind of came into the actual decision-making process, that it was part of it, and it came into the late stages of the decision-making process. So Elliot became somebody who was to know, but not to feel. Now this is where the damage to the frontal lobe um, importance kind of came into play, because it was in this kind of same area that dealt with the feelings as they went and re-examined the brain to make sure there's no other damage in no other places. But in this area of the right frontal lobe, um, this area of damage is where the feelings also occur. That's kind of where it was located. And that's why, as well, Damasio could also make that link with the decision-making process of emotions and feelings even being involved in that process as well. So this, this fascinating author, another author, Malcolm Gladwell, he has a book titled Blink. This book, as well as devoted to explaining uh, a little bit of this, of this phenomenon as well. He, his book Blink is about explaining those first two seconds of thoughts that flash through our minds when we need to make decisions. He actually starts his book out by discussing like this Greek statue 
that was first bought by the Getty Museum in California because they thought it was dated back to BC. And they even took over 14 months to authenticate it before deciding to buy it. However, there were a group of experts, just a couple, a handful of them, who later examined it and at first glance thought something was off. That instinct or gut feeling was all that was needed to further investigate and find out it, that it actually was a fake. Now, this does not mean that gut instincts are to be believed over reason. It is only to show that reason is actually not enough in decision-making equation. Damasio's argument is that our ability to act comes from feelings or emotions. So without these emotions, Elliot could not make decisions, even though he was intelligent and understood the options and reasons for and against. His ability to act was impaired. The missing link is why Damasio believed Descartes had erred in his conclusion that the mind and the body were separated. I love how Damasio expresses the important role of feelings to the person. And this is what he said. Feelings, along with the emotions they come from, are not a luxury. They serve as internal guides and they help us communicate to others signals that can also guide them. And feelings are neither intangible nor elusive. Contrary to traditional scientific opinion, feelings are just as cognitive as our percepts. They are the result of a most curious physiological arrangement that has turned the brain into the body's captive audience. Feelings let us catch a glimpse of the organism in full biological swing, a reflection of the mechanisms of life itself as they go about their business. Were it not the possibility of sensing body states that are inherently ordained to be painful or pleasurable, there would be no suffering or bliss, no longing or mercy, no tragedy or glory in the human condition. And then he goes on to say this that I really love. Feelings form the base for what humans have described for millennia as the human soul or spirit. So why is this so important to me or interesting to me? I am a faith-believing person. I often hear that it is hard for people to believe based on emotions that are separated from reason or logic. For me, Descartes' error helps one to look at the body and mind differently. The only way to really know is to act. Eliot showed us that without emotions, it was impossible to make decisions that de debilitated his life. He logically knew the pros and cons of choosing chicken or steak, but he did not know for sure which one to choose because he lacked feelings to help propel him to act. Our actions on our beliefs help us move closer to know what is real. So this book has made me not only grateful for my emotions, but it has helped me to not distrust my emotions simply because they are feelings that are separate from reason. We know from this book, or I know from this book with Damasio, that reasons 
and emotions are intertwined. They have a role to play with each other and they need one each other in order for us to truly understand this biological experience that we are having. I personally think this why ex this explains why men and women belong together, right? If it wasn't for women, men might not act because <laughs> obviously they're robots and we're the feeling part. But anyways, uh, that's, you know, another topic for another time. So I am signing off and until the next time, you are too busy to read.